the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is not. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. I was at the AT&T. I, I just think spiritually. I just can't help it. I was in the AT&T center. I can't, I can't keep talking. And I saw it was over 18,000. It was a sellout. And me and Randy, you know, he's six foot four, two something. I want to get specific with him before people. <laughs> and we were on these seats next down there by the court. And by the way, I, I don't go to games unless I'm gifted. And we were, he was sitting almost in my lap. I almost said, Randy, you, you heavy. <laughs> and I, over here, it was these seats, and I, would want, I didn't want to sit them. God, oh, somebody was coming. These seats were about third row. I could, I could say, hey, Kwan, you know, hey, 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 I, I could do all that. They all walking right by me. I just, and then these seats were empty, and I'm sitting over here on him. And we, I said, Randy. I think I'm going to move. I'm, I, I know how to get these people to the seat. All I got to do is sit in their seat and they will come. <laughs> and this was about the end of the second quarter, by the way. Sure enough, I moved over <laughs> and they, they came and da- he said, Daddy, you sat there about two good minutes. <laughs> but, but you know what? I was there and I was looking at all these people. I said, Randy, look way up there. Look at that. Look at the throng. I said, ooh, it's some people. I said, what if we came to church like this? <laughs> and you know what? They were there longer than an hour. As a matter of fact, in the waning moments of the game, nobody moved but me and Randy. I was going to get out of that crowd before. It is amazing. But we come to the Lord's house. We watch our clock. We want to be out before the benediction. My team is on. I'm going to eat my fried chicken. Because you know you, and you're going to buy it because you don't know how to cook it. (laughs) Oh, that's what I loved about my mama. I could walk, I would walk home from J.C. McDade Elementary School, and by the time I got on that rocky Kaplan Street, I could smell mama's rice and gravy. 
I could smell those sweet potatoes and collard greens and cornbread. Her, her, her cooking aroma oozed me to 3510 Kaplan Street. Phone number 694-3510. Zip code 77026. I go where the food is. Folk today can't cook. Mothers and fathers, especially mamas, teach your children how to cook. They're going to be broke trying to eat out. Teach them how to eat a peanut butter sandwich. But they stay there and enjoy that game, and we ought to hang around and enjoy God. And I was saying, Randy, I sure hope this game don't go in overtime. Because I, I, I just want to see a good game and go home. So now, what hinders God's people from giving authentic praise and worship? What, what hinders it? You could, I, I want to keep you from wasting God's time and yours too. Okay? Now hold your seatbelts. Number one, a, a, a negative spirit. If you got a negative spirit, you cannot worship God with a negative spirit. She can't sing. He can't play. They're going to do that song again. We got evening worship service. Uh, who's preaching? Uh, he preaching. I ain't coming. Um, too cold, too hot. Uh, negative. Just negative. Don't like the numbers. Don't like the finances. Don't like this. Don't like that. Food wasn't good and yet you didn't even pay for it. If you got a negative spirit or bent toward a a proclivity, toward negativity, you will not worship God. You focus on one negative thing in the house of God, you have disqualified your worship. B, secret sins hinders authentic worship. You'd be surprised at saints who think they can actually give God genuine worship harboring secret sins. Thought life, sinful imaginations, sinful words, sinful attitudes, pornography, sexual immorality, adultery, gambling, lying, stealing, hatred, racism, don't like people because of, the, of what they've done to you, past a certain race and all these kind of things, and you just let it pile up. You're mad because this side is a Democrat or a Republican and don't know who they are. You're just mad because they don't share your viewpoint, and you just sitting up there with sin all in your heart. Sin in your heart. Uh, a lack of freedom, will spiritual freedom, will keep you from worshiping God. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. Some of you come to church, you're bound. You're just bound. You're bound by drugs. You're bound by addictive behavior. You're bound by gossip. You're bound by television. You're bound by your technology. You're bound by your Facebook. You're bound. You're bound. Some of you can't worship because of bitterness. Your, your, your husband hurt you. 
Or maybe you got your wife hurt you. You got expectations they didn't live up to. You're bitter. You're bitter at something your, your mother did, your father did. You're still mad at a sibling. And it's so shameful when you can't even be around your own flesh and blood family during Thanksgiving. You'd rather be absent than break bread with them because of something that happened 20 years ago. And you rather harbor that kind of spirit to your own physical and spiritual detriment. When are you going to ask God to free you out of the prison of unforgiveness and bitterness? Some of you can't worship God authentically because you of a distracted mind. You come to church and you hear, I see you, you sitting there, you looking at me, and I, I think you listening to me, but your mind, your mind is who knows where. Your mind is gone. Your mind don't come back in here and tell it, say, stand up for the benediction. <laughs> see, you, you can be here, and y'all, I'm thinking y'all, see, that's why I like for y'all to have a Bible, because when you get that technology, I'm thinking y'all, kind of taking notes in the notes section of the gadget and you texting somebody saying, put the uh, uh, food on the stove. (laughs) Some of y'all have text somebody, you sitting over here and you text somebody way over here. Let's get real before God. Now I'm gonna mess with you a little bit. Y'all listening to me. I feel pretty good today. I want some confession. How many of you all text something in church and it wasn't, it wasn't connected to what was going on in the church? Let me see your hands. Now, some of y'all lying in the church. <laughs> Raise your hands again. Let me see your hands. Come on, just be honest with God. Just confess it. Okay. And all God's children say it? Amen. 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 Just say Amen. Amen, yeah. Listen, to thine own self be true. I'm trying to help you worship God in spirit and in truth. A distracted mind, your mind all over the place. You know why some of y'all can't worship? It's because you don't get enough sleep at home. You out and about all Saturday night, you going all roaming around and you down there on the river and then you come around and then you go to this theater and this concert and then you go eat out at 10 o'clock at night. You know you're going to get indigestion, and, but you still, <laughs> you eating out and then you, then you came lay down because you bloated and all that kind of stuff. And you wonder what's wrong with yourself. You ate too much too late. Too late. Yeah. And then you come to church. Y'all get your best sleep in church. I believe if y'all got insomnia at night, I believe y'all, all y'all got to do is put on some Christian music and y'all go straight to sleep. You know why you can't worship? You're too fatigued to worship. You, you have low energy because you've given it all to yourself and to your pleasure until you come in here and can't keep your eyes open. You say, I'm praying. You're not praying. You sleep. 
What hinders authentic worship? Being unwilling to change. You can't worship. I'm so glad we don't march around like you used to do. You know how you used to do it years ago? Y'all remember the old Baptist church? Some of y'all don't. Some of y'all been, how many of y'all been a long time ago and you see them walk around and then the ushers come with their little white on and they, they do their little ushers march and when they had the City White Institute come in here, I told them, I said, now we're not going to march around and we're not going to have no ushers march. We just passed the baskets. Some of y'all think y'all get more money because they're marching around. They just want to be seen. They march around and put that same dollar in the basket. <laughs> Listen, if your heart's been changed, your heart's been transformed, and you know the joy is in the giving, you don't have to prance up here so folk can see you giving. I don't have to say all the tithers come here first, come up first, and shame those into tithing that are not tithing. You don't have to do that. Spirit-filled folk do spirit-filled things. (laughs) You can't make belligerent, grown people do nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Can't make them do nothing. I'm too old to make grown folk do something that they don't want to do. If the Lord doesn't move you to do what you're going to do, I'm going to leave you alone and pray on you. Don't want to change. Don't want to change. Why we got to do that that way? I never, listen, that was a time we were in the YMCA back over there for New Braunfels in this little one room. Some of y'all, anybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. You know, some of y'all, just a few hands. And now, I don't see none of those folks saying, let's go back and stay where we used to be in that one room. They said, you be saying, oh, you crazy with all this space we have in here, with all this land and the pavilion and all this almost 80,000 square feet of facility. You want to go back to that one room? Listen, that'll frustrate God. God says, I delivered you and I put you on the front row when you're on the back row. Now you want to go to the back row into that one room? Anything that's not changing is dying. Now the word of God never change. But how we do things will change I don't think nobody in here want to go back and use the outhouse. Come on, come on. You don't want a stern wheel that doesn't have the fluid. You know, a certain way where you had to really, you had to have a workout to turn the wheel years ago, you know. I mean, I like to, now you can do it with your finger. It's called change. Change. The, the give, how people give today is change. They give online. They give push pay. They give by envelopes. They give all kinds of ways. Matter of fact, it's a blessing for push pay. Now you, you know, we, we stormed out, you can still punch the button and give. Uh, change. You know, what, you know what? People can't worship God authentically is because of legalism. Say legalism. It's got to be done this way or it's wrong. Don't touch the communion table. It's holy. Wait a minute now. You're supposed to be holy. Don't walk up and say, these little kids, they'll run up here and they'll grab me uh, by the pant leg and I just grab them and hug them. 
But I, I don't care about them coming up here after service and see. I like it. Sometimes they get up here and they look around here. I remember one time, I, me, I remember Thesis. I'm going to put you in the sermon now. Thesis was up here and he was looking around. And then after a while, he kept messing around and looking around. And after a while, he got enough nerve to come around. This was, after, this was on, on rehearsal day. I said, you kind of like it up there, huh? And I said, okay, maybe you, your calling's coming. You know, I, I was messing with him. But I didn't dog him out because he was standing behind the pulpit. He just wanted to see what it felt like to stand. Oh, don't touch it. Oh, mama, I never touch it again. I promise you, mama. That's why we can we pick it up and we can move it. I didn't want nothing that can't be that can move. All this can move. All that, it can move. That's right. You may, you come in here treating this more holy, and, and don't get me wrong now, I'm not saying abuse things that's dedicated to God. That's the other extreme. But the other side, you're supposed to be holy. You're supposed to be filled with the Spirit. And if you're holy, you're going to treat sacred things right. Legalism. Uh, you know what else hinders worship? Selfish, hidden agendas. People in meetings, or whether you're on a camera, or whether you're in an ensemble, or whether you're behind the board, whether you're teaching Sunday school, you use it as a platform to promote your agenda, to be controlling, to galvanize people, to build your little personal thing on the side, have little quiet, subtle things and functionings that nobody else know about but your particular group and you're going places doing things and nobody know what you're doing because it's under the radar uh oh look how quiet it got now it's my house yeah but these are God's people of Maranatha Bible Church and, and the pastor and the leadership ought to know what's going on if you're using God's people to do something outside of the church. Now, I didn't give me the amens on that. A -a Amen? You got to be careful. What's your agenda? Is it to glorify God? Is it to disciple people? Or is it to build up your little private thing, to build up your little group, your little following? Because you got something you want to do that's of interest to you to populate your interest. You know what hinders authentic worship? Entertainment. Entertainment has crept into the church like you wouldn't believe. You go to churches now, it looks like you are in a rock concert. I mean, the, the smoke is coming off the stage. They dress like rock stars. They are they all kind of crazy looking in the name of God. Listen, we don't have to lower our standards to reach more people. Did you hear what I just said? And sometimes we just say, well, come as you are. Yeah, God wants you to, you can come as you are. If you want to wear some jeans and a nice shirt, a decent shirt, if you want to wear tennis here, that's fine. Nobody's going to bother you if you want to dress like I do. That's fine. That's fine. 
But don't come in here with flip-flops, some little pants, and a little something, and you drag it in here talking about, I love you, Lord. Look how quiet it's getting now. You wouldn't go to the mayor's uh, office like that. You wouldn't go to the governor's mansion. You wouldn't go to the, the White House or anywhere else. You wouldn't go to none of those places. You wouldn't go to a wedding like that. Why? You need to prepare to worship God. You, you need to pay, make some effort. I remember my mama used to make us all take everything out on Saturday. She used to cook everything. With all those kids she had out, it was six of us. Everything was done. We prepared to worship God. And it was clean. We didn't have a whole lot, but it, but it was decent. And what I'm saying, you don't have to dress up. You don't have to have a three-piece. You don't have to have alligator shoes. You don't have to have a vest. Just be decent and presentable to the glory of God. We need to have dignity in our worship. Now you can go to worship, you can drink coffee in the sanctuary, you can drink Coke in there, you can eat your donuts in there, you can just just come, you know, you can just do whatever you want and add a little God to it. I'm going to tell you something. You're listening to me now. We, the church, we are not called to compete with the world because the world can out-entertain us at any moment. All right? If you come here to be entertained, you go, go on down the street. You don't have to join here. We're not hard up for your membership. Now, if you want the gospel truth, you want some good spirit filled singing, you want a mass choir that sings to the glory of God every once in a while, a praise dance or something? Listen, we don't even dance every Sunday. I don't want y'all, you know, we don't do praise dance and all that stuff. I mean, all those things are nice, but we don't do that every Sunday. You know why we don't, I purposefully don't want it done every Sunday because I don't want you hooked on that. It has its place, but you got to even watch those kinds of things. You want to worship because God's here. Not because your girlfriend is here. Not because your boyfriend is here. Not because you're looking for a prospect. Not because you're trying to cut some business deal. You pass out a business card and won't pass out a Bible track. You know why the church cannot have authentic worship? Uh, many churches cannot experience authentic worship because of an absence of prayer in worship. An absence of prayer. It's amazing. There are churches, I kid you not, they do one little quick prayer at the beginning and that's about all you're going to get the whole service. But here, you're going to get prayer. We open up with prayer. Did you see all over, how many people, about 10, 12 people came up and gave prayers of thanksgiving and I didn't know how many was going to come, but y'all came and then it ended up with that young man. I don't know, how old are you, young man? 13-year-old man, young man, 13-year-old teenager, just became a teenager, and he came and prayed his heart out before God. <laughs> prayers of thanks. Why? Because God has called us to be Interconnected, involved corporately, 
to participate and not be spectators. We had prayer. And then we have all kinds of prayer initiatives. We have 14-hour prayer watch, 40 days of fasting prayer. We have prayer walks. We got prayer this and prayer that. We got prayer meetings. We got all this prayer. There ought not be no hell in this house. (laughs) All this prayer. But so few churches pray in corporate worship. Then last but not the least, and I'll leave you alone. You know, you know why it's hard for the church, so difficult for the church to give God authentic worship? It's because of not integrating scripture in worship. Not integrating scripture in worship. The whole of the worship experience ought to be filled with worship. Now, when you hear the rest of this message, part two is next week. I know we're going to get through it all. But usually, I put so many scriptures in the message that you can't hardly count them. And I'm going through those scriptures, and I talk, and I'll exegete, and I'll explain, because I want you to know I went to visit a dear saint just yesterday uh, up in age. She's aged. And she said, I came to this church about 20-something years ago. She said, Pastor Draper, you know why I came to this church? I said, why? She said, I finally found a preacher that could break the bread of life and I could understand plainly what he said after he preached. You didn't scream and holler and jump and swing all over the place and slide all under the seats, <laughs> hold your ear and go down to the flow. You just read the text, interpret the text, and applied the text. And she said, people may come and go, but I ain't going nowhere because I understand what you're saying. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org, where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.